Whether it's bad planning, bad luck, bad timing, or bad inventions, well-intentioned bad decisions have plagued history for thousands of years. Welcome to Historic Hindsight. Hello and welcome to another episode of Historic Hindsight. I'm John, that's Tom, and today we're going to talk to you about Canadians! Yeah! Oh, Canada! Our home and native land. I don't know the rest I, of it. it. Well, it's not our home and native land. It's at all. not our home and native land. But but we're trying to give some love out to uh, to our foreign foreign listeners or foreign friends. Well, I guess are we probably we? should have done an English episode, doing? or it's just a funny story. Yeah. So what we're, we're we are talking about. Uh, if you're from Canada, you probably know this pretty well. We're talking about Brother Twelve, the uh, the famous uh, Canadian uh, cult leader, mystic, religious, kooky guy. Uh, although, mystic. You know, to be fair, after right. reading this, he's really not nearly as bad as some of the American guys. But hey, we got no, Brother no, Twelve. No, 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 that's not true. Canada can be bad too. All right, Canada I know, can be. Yeah, I know yeah. they play that nice guy, but they can be bad too. So let's find uh, out how bad. He is. He was born Edward Arthur Wilson, and is described by some modern historians as a cross between L. Ron Hubbard and Rasputin. So, way to go, Canada! Oh. Okay. So we'll just we'll treat this as kind of like a biography episode. We'll just get right into it with his early life. All right. So you um, said he's you said he's a mystic, right? And mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. he at some point he went on some type of journey or spiritual. Well, yeah, he does. Thing. He does. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jumping the gun like always, Johnny. You gotta let me. Well, you can't got drop words like mystic in and cult leader and not have me ask questions. I've got notes and I go in an order and you just. You just jump it. He was born in Bringingham, England on July 25th, 1878. His father was Thomas Wilson, uh, a master craftsman in England and a devout Catholic because that's what we do. Is devout, which is kind of odd to be a devout Catholic in England in the 1870s. But hey, he's a devout know. Catholic. You know, it's I a little odd. Now, uh, so he's not even a Canadian. Well, no, but he moves to Canada. He moves <laughs> I mean, to Canada, so, so so we're trying. Okay, all right. So Canada's probably still pretty great, and everybody's super nice. This guy's not even Canadian. He just exploits <laughs> you. Sorry, Canada, for this English guy's mishap. Yeah, sorry. Um, so, uh, so he he grows up learning about the Bible, learning it cover to cover, and focusing mm. on the apocalyptic end of the Bible ah, because if you're that, that's a good raised. Part. Yeah, if you're raised Catholic, there's a lot of doom and gloom that we focus on. Well, you got to uh, scare people church, into so. behaving. It's important that they're yep. terrified of the afterlife. And from an early age, uh, little Eddie, he's uh, he he claims that angels are speaking to him. Now, mm. if if you have a child mm-hmm. at home that is claiming that angels are speaking to him, I'm not saying he is crazy, but you do you like maybe go get him checked out just to make sure there's not uh, you know like he's not hallucinating things that aren't really there. No, you call an exorcist, Tom. Or you do that. You know, one of the two. One of the two. <laughs> But um, instead of going into the family trade of mastercrafting, Edward is uh, he's going to set off to sea as a mariner at the ripe old age of 12. This is 1878 is when he's born. 12 so, years old. Uh, so in 1890, he sets off to sea at the age of 12. Different okay. times, man. Different Let times. Let me be clear. His parents sent him off to sea. Uh, maybe, he's 12, but I mean, he... His parents sent him on. They're like, yeah, well, you got to get a job. What are you going to do? He's like, I like boats. I'm 12. I don't know. They're like, I'll go work on a boat. Well, so he did. 
<laughs> and he did. Uh, he would eventually work his way up from apprentice to navigator to captain, where he spent okay. his time learning about world religions and metaphysics. And, uh, you know, metaphysics, if you don't know what that is, it's basically college philosophy 101. Like, that weird guy that's sitting in the quad that's, like, a little quirky. Yeah, that's metaphysics It's guy. just life's unanswerable questions. Yeah, pretty much. I um, in 1907, he would marry and have children and move to British Columbia. Their names, Johnny, are not important because he's going to abandon them pretty quickly because oh. that's the type of person he is. Okay, but to be fair, this guy went twelve at 12 years old. He's going out on a boat with presumably adults, maybe a couple other 12-year-olds, and being basically indoctrinated, uh, brainwashed, whatever. He's just being told things. And whatever those things are, good, bad, whatever it is, he's going to absorb and embody them because he's... 12 to 15, 18, however many yep. years he was there. Yep, yep, yep. Um, he's going to actually move to British Columbia in 1917, or I mean 1907, with his his wife and children. So he's now in Canada, so that's where we get the Canadian part. But by 1912, Johnny, he's he's had enough of their asses, and he he, he just he leaves. Uh, his family leaves will move Canada back to— or yeah, his family? Well, he leaves Canada, leaves his family, gets back onto a boat. Uh, he's gonna, the family's going to move back to New Zealand, where they're naturally from, and they will never see or hear from, uh, from little Eddie ever again. Okay, I, I'm sorry, real, real quick, and this is a side note, and I'm sorry, but uh, it blows me away to think about people just moving from New Zealand to Canada and then back to New Zealand in, like, late 1800s, early yeah, 1900s. Yeah, because this is still, like, what if a you want to... Yeah, because if you want to move, it's... You know, even today that would be a oh, move. Uh, oh, unfathomable! Uh, but but back then it's a like you're you're on a, a boat. It's a journey for a while. Yeah, yeah. especially you're not, New Zealand to Canada. You're not packing up your Crimey. IKEA furniture with you. That's for sure. No, no, no. That shit gets left behind. Now, uh, why do you you know why does he abandon them? You might be asking right, yourself. Yeah. Well, that's because he started to learn about theosophical society and what may you know what is the theosophical society? It's essentially an attempt to merge Eastern and Western religions and philosophies together and become <laughs> one with each other. Oh, in an that's, that's not gonna work, <laughs> Johnny. It's a merging of all the world's religions, irrespective of of, of race, creed, and you know. All that fun stuff. Hey, you want to know it's why the, we have a bunch of different religions, Tommy? They started as one, and then everyone's like, no, I think a little differently. I think a little differently. Yeah, I think a little. Yeah, and then they kept going. Yeah. And then yeah. they made different ones. Well, they're trying you to bring just, them all back. All right, full circle. <laughs> We're trying to I bring like them all it. back together. Their, their three guiding guiding philosophies are essentially that uh, to encourage the study of all religions, uh, yeah. to investigate the unexplained, and to become one with each other. Like, basically, let's get rid of the whole racism thing. I, I like this. I'm Which is fine. That. That's, That's not fine. bad. That's not it, bad. It's it's knowledge, accepting science, and accepting people as people. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, but then they also believe that there are hidden spiritual masters that rule the world, oh. known as the Brotherhood. There so it is. there okay. it is. Yeah, there's usually in most in most cults, all, uh, there's always there's, a, there's the good part, and yeah. then there's the we believe in the flying spaghetti monsters. Yeah, what, what it is yeah. is they, they, they drag you in and they're like, hey, don't you think that all people are pretty great and everybody should yeah. just be loving? Don't you think we should just study all the religions yeah. and maybe everybody's a little bit right? Doesn't that make sense? And yeah, and then all of a sudden, uh, oh, don't you think lizard people are running the world? Like, it'd be insane uh, well, not to think that, right? I agree with the other two, so yeah, it seems like... <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're checking boxes. Let's go. Sign me so, up. Uh, Do I have so to give Edward... my wife to anybody? 
Like, <laughs> probably right. That's that's from God. that's from our that's from our Waco episode. If you're giving your wife to uh, wife to the religious leader, you're probably <laughs> you're in a probably cult. in a cult. You're probably in a cult. So uh, Edward is he's going to join. You know, he's going to have his little spiritual journey. This is where he gets his mysticism from. So okay. in 1912, Edward says in his own words that he had a ceremony of dedication where he felt that one of these hidden brothers came to him and told him to spread the spread the good word, so to speak, and to to go off and do your little mission. Nice. That's so a, off, what an honor. Yeah, right? So off to sea he goes, uh, abandoning his family back onto a boat. Did, did, did this guy tell him his mission, or it was just to spread the word, just tell people I, that just, you saw a ghost? A lot of – so I will speculate, but a lot of this is – like we don't have like a detailed, you know, sure. early history. Um we are we are taking I am taking some of the accounts from his own words later on in life and, and some of the accounts from from uh, from these these members. But uh, we don't have a clear picture. So I don't know, like, what his specific what the what his mission brother was, deity his, said to right, him, where yeah, he was no. going, why he was trying to go there. This isn't the Bible written down in like a, you know. No, translated he kind of goes off the map until 1924 when he winds up in the south of France impoverished and in failing health because uh, whilst... <laughs> he, he left for sea for 12 years or whatever yeah no doubt you're he's been be on a boat yeah health. he's been on a boat his whole life he's got uh, he, scurvy <laughs> uh, one day while sick he sees a floating um Ankh, which is an Egyptian cross. So if you're familiar with the oh, Egyptian, the circle at the top, the, the circle at the and top. Then... Yeah, yeah. He sees one of those things floating, and it begins to speak to him. And this Ankh, has, uh, you know, was taken to be an Egyptian deity by Edward, and uh, and and Edward believes that to be the Brother Twelve, the Master of Wisdom, who's speaking to him directly because he's right, that, right, 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 uh, and not special. because he's in poor health or uh, hallucinating or has or, schizophrenia uh, or yeah. any of those other things. Right, that he, right. he probably or, does yeah. have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's fine. That's great. Good. 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 Uh, you know, a burning bush talked to Moses, and and everybody yeah, is right? down with that. So why can't a uh, Egyptian unk uh, talk to uh, Albert or who? Alfred? What was his name? Edward. Edward. Eddie, little Eddie. Uh, so little Eddie believes that uh, Brother Twelve disclosed all the world's secrets to just Edward, uh, all including of them? that there was all of them, including uh, Johnny, that there was going to be a brave new era, a new era, dawning of a new age, okay. right? The dawning, and I shit you not, the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Is that, what, is that why this song exists? It maybe. <laughs> I don't we're, know. Let's go. We're like the cult. Was, we're, was we're that members. ABBA? I think that was Abba. Right? I don't know. Are they like children of the cult members or something? Maybe. We'll All right, we got to do that. some. We got to deep dive into that. <laughs> So, uh, anyways, the dawning of the age of Aquarius is upon us, and, and him, only him, is the is the one who's able to like you know be honored with this knowledge and to go out and you know and prepare for the dawning of the age of the Aquarius. Man, what so, an undertaking this guy has ahead of him! Right now, you may ask yourself why an Egyptian deity, and this is speculation on my part, but I, I I'm I'm gonna say firmly that this is what it is. So, why why Egypt? Right. Well, in 1922, we uh, we rape and pillage the tomb of I mean, discover the tomb right, of yeah, a yeah. king. Touch. Yeah, scientists and, perform examinations on the this. Yeah, and and that revigorated you know archaeology. That the hell, I mean, you get the Indiana Jones movies and shit were still 
all about Egypt, you know. Right, yeah. Yeah, it, Hitler it got, would go it, off and find It opened up this old and, world yeah, that it does. Uh, people didn't realize exist or knew, cared about before. And now and all so of a that's, sudden, every, it was everywhere. Everybody was yeah. caring about it. Everybody was talking about, hey, they found some mummy in a tomb somewhere or whatever. Yeah, and that's my, my speculation as to why I think, you know, he, he's His brain an Egyptian went god to and not the some Egyptian thing. Well, and also he's traveling he's, on he's, boats, so we don't really know. He could have been to Egypt too, yeah, we don't know. He's a studier of religion too, and if he's going mm-hmm. to study all the religion, he's going to study the you know ancient Egyptian religions and the hieroglyphics and their gods and everything else too. So, uh, yeah, he's probably just got a lot of that in his, in his mind anyway. Could be, could be. Uh, he would go on to write his manifestos, Johnny. The the first one is the Three Truths, a simple statement of the fundamental philosophy of a life as described and shown to Brother Twelve. So, if your title is that long, sum it up a little bit, buddy. That's a, now, and that's the that's thing. It, it's that title, but it's Three Truths. Yeah, the Three like, Truths. That's succinct. I like that. I can get down with just bang, just bang, like, bang. That's it. We're truths. done. That's all you got to know. Boom. Just that easy. I can get down with that. But he's a little uh, winded. But yeah, it's a little bit uh, breathy on the title. It is. Just in The ni- Three Truths. That's it. Yeah. That should be the title. Yep. Uh, and in 1926, he's going to publish his best-selling book, uh, A Message from the Masters of Wisdom. So that's a little bit better of a title. I mean, now, you know. his best-selling book or his best book that was a best-seller? No, it's, 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 it's be, a best-seller? It is a best-seller. Yeah, it's okay. a best-seller at that time. Good yeah, for yeah. him. People kind of... People kind of fall into it. It's just like, you know, L. Ron Hubbard. He wrote a couple of science fiction books. People really got into it. Then he started this whole Dianetics thing. He goes off on a tangent. But, hey, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, it worked, right? Um, after for these him. publications. Yeah, good for him. After these publications, he took the name Brother Twelve because it's Brother Twelve's word. So I'm just, I am the living embodiment of Brother Twelve. He is the Jesus Christ of Brother Twelve. He, uh, yeah, exactly. It's, you know, God, God and Jesus, same thing, whatever. Embodiment. Brother yep. Twelve. <laughs> Albert, thing. Uh, William, whatever. Ed- uh, Edward. Edward. Uh, <laughs> you really have a problem with little Eddie. <laughs> I just don't do names. In and out. Boom. In and out. That's why yeah, history is so bad out. for me. That's why I don't do it. Well, and a lot of people brought into it, you know, bought into this whole thing. And I mean, the, you know, the 1920s were kind of a weird time. Like we did get out of war. Oh, they were roaring. A lot of deaths. Uh, we, we had the whole, you know, pandemic that, that killed a crap ton of people with the Spanish flu. and uh, Flappers and, and jazz, Tommy. Well, and that's, that's why it. we get flappers and jabs because people are like, we've had enough negativity in this world. Let's celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, America was like, well, we can't celebrate too hard. Let's get rid of the booze because right, right, right. America. Well, Anyways. that just made it more fun, though, because then you're doing something illegal, too, while you're listening to <laughs> jazz and smoking the devil's lettuce with, uh, with everybody. And then, uh, yeah. You're good to I go. think with everybody, what you meant is black people, Johnny, and that's why marijuana well, became illegal because it was well, a black I mean, person drug. No, because white women were we're smoking a smoking black person with drug. black yeah. people. We can't have that, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that, <laughs> yeah, that well, was well. There's a insane. there's a random tangent for the day. Uh, after gaining a new following, Brother Twelve would uh, he would create the uh, Aquarian Foundation and move his headquarters to British Columbia in 1927. So I, I assume the Aquarian Foundation because it's the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Yes, the dawning of the age of the Aquarius. He's now he's now there. I had to look at my notes because I thought I might have jumped a page, but I didn't. I didn't. We're good. Uh, he would encourage his followers to sell their worldly possessions and move with him to Cedar-by-the-Sea, seven miles south of Naomi. I'm going to butcher it. Sorry, Canadians. N-A-N-A-I-M-O. Naomo, which is by Vancouver. Naniamo? Naniamo. Now, okay, here's the thing. So with cults, I understand the whole relinquishing – well, I guess not cults. With – um spirituality i guess is that buddhist style relinquishing of 
your earthly possessions, not living a humble life and everything else. But they sell all this stuff, right? Where's that money go? Well, it goes to the uh, the, the the age of the Aquarius Foundation, Johnny. Oh, and uh, they got who's they the got beneficiary a, of the age gotta, of Aquarius? Gotta, so this dude's just like, well, all right, everybody, sell all your shit, give me the money, and then come with me, and I will continue to spout my uh, bullshit yeah. lies about uh, being Brother Twelve. So here's the thing: if you have to sell all your worldly possessions to join a group, or don't if do it, a, or if a group <laughs> if a group costs a lot of money to be a part of. Maybe maybe second guess yourself and ask like, am I in a cult? Um, and speaking of that, uh, we are looking at creating a um, a Patreon for historic hindsight. Are so we? if you at home are interested <laughs> in donating money to what? us, so I have so many stories. <laughs> we got answers for you. Old exclusive to the Patreon. We'll give you the three truths for it. Uh, a Patreon is just uh, five thousand dollars a month. That's it. Yeah, Sell everything truths, yeah. you have and you'll be fine. And uh, yeah, we'll give you all the truths. Uh, and and, and take every this time one of to, the truths. Take this time to like, share, and subscribe. And uh, and you'll get like a half a truth for every like, uh, share, subscribe, and commented. Uh, I'll give, I'll, the, I'll give you, section. I'll tell you what. If you go ahead and like right now, I'll give you half a truth. The meaning of life is. Well, find that's, out the, that's the like first half it. of it. Second yeah. half, you yeah. got to <laughs> sign up for a $5,000 Patreon. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he was granted a charter by the provincial government of British Columbia on May 16, 1927, and he acquired 1,250 members through Canada and the United States. So not a wow. bad following. More subscribers than we have. Way done. more. Taking this a year uh, to get to like 185. Come on, people, uh, subscribe for us. We're not even asking for all your worldly possessions. Just a yeah. click of a button. You don't even have to watch our stuff. Just no. a click of the button. Yeah. Uh, he would... Uh, yeah. He would he would come to British Columbia with a common uh, law wife named Elma Wilson that he always introduced as his wife, although uh, he was never married to her because you know there was a whole previous marriage that he never did anything with and just abandoned. Oh, so right, yeah. Know. Oh, oh, yeah. So he just ran away. He didn't just he didn't cut yeah, ties. Yeah, no. He just he, he just, just he just he deuces. went out for a pack of cigarettes and never and came never back. Never came back. Yeah. Uh, and so now he has a common law. Yeah, that common exist, law wife that yeah. existed. I well, that's what they call it. So yeah, I guess. Oh, okay, so that's what they just never so got formally a, married. That's what essentially, uh, yeah, a life partner, yeah. whatever. Yep. Yeah. Uh, now, perhaps his true mission uh, with uh, with the creation of the Aquarian Foundation was power, as as a lot of cults of tend yeah. to be. And how better to use this power than to turn into politics, Johnny? Oh, so um, <laughs> what's power if you're not political? The Egyptian deity uh, promised Brother Twelve that uh, he would become the. Uh, the advisor to none other than the president of the United States of America. Quick question. Sorry. Uh, what the hell does the Egyptian deity know about the president of the United States of America? Well, Johnny, I don't know, but apparently he's going to be the advisor to him, so that's what he knows enough, I guess. I don't know. It, uh, I, I, it's got to be so confusing for this Egyptian well, god. Well, it's going to gonna get better. This is where the story gets... With the affairs of America. If you've been bored to this point, this is where the story gets fun. Because um, So oh, the good. whole like, brotherly yeah, love... Yeah, save it till everybody left. Yeah, the whole brotherly love, and we and we and we preach about equality and, right, and yeah. learning and respecting all religions. The good uh, stuff. Uh, yeah, the good stuff. Well, apparently, Brother Twelve didn't really like the Catholics, and he also believed in the Protocols of Zion. Now, if you don't know what the Protocols of Zion were, it was a paper that was written that was proved to be a fabrication that proved 
in, in quotations, right. that the, there was a Jewish conspiracy where the Jews run, you know, ran the whole world. They oh, ran that, the economy. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, no yeah. king was ever crowned without their permission, and no, and no uh, president was ever a president without their permission, which is really weird because I don't remember a lot of Jewish kings or presidents. Right. Well, they just make the decisions. They don't want that responsibility. They don't but want also the, the, uh, yeah. I have met a lot of Jewish people who have been very confused as to why they haven't gotten their uh, uh, paperwork <laughs> or whatever it is or votes for uh, for the for the, for the, for the, the protocols of Zion. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we should ask. Uh, oh, what was his name? Kyle Harris. Um, um, Kyle Harris. That's the way we should ask him. Putting him on blast. <laughs> there you go. Putting Kyle. him on blast. Yeah, there you go. Let us know if you got your protocols of Zion paperwork yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to guess that uh, that he didn't. No, no. He did date that girl that uh, that was a yeah, closeted yeah, Nazi yeah. that had the Nazi yeah. flag. <laughs> okay. uh, Anyways, <laughs> so we've got sidetracked. Uh, uh, brothers, uh, you know, so Brother Twelve was convinced that he had to go and do something about this whole uh, this whole presidency thing, and he's gonna he's gonna handpick the next president because that's nice. what that's great. You know, that's what that's is, what the what Egyptian deity yeah, told him to do. So uh, he went to the United States for the 1928 election to form a third party. After all, Hoover uh, was a dirty Jewish pawn, and and uh, and the Democrat candidate Alfred Smith was a dirty, dirty Catholic. So we cannot have one of these two people winning. So this so, fool um, actually tried to get a third party in the United States. Yeah, and so Brother Twelve. <laughs> by the way, and if you look up the 1928 election, there were a lot of uh, parties that put up. Well, third-party candidates. Uh, you had there was communists. Hey, there were you know. You want to know the problem, Tommy? You want to know the problem? Yeah. How, however many there were, every single one of those additional are considered third-party. Yeah, yeah. Because only two and, matter. Only two have ever yeah. mattered, and that's and, all that matters in the United the States. The funny thing is, when you go up and you look at who his third-party candidate is. Like go to Wikipedia, look up 1928 elections. You're not going to find the name of his third party candidate in that uh, in that role because um, well we'll get, get the there. Funding well, we'll we'll we'll, we'll okay, get there. Right, right, so right. just give me give me two seconds. So I mean Brother I didn't jump the gun. That was you. I know that was gun. me. I was. I jumped in my own gun. I didn't Brother Twelve's candidate his candidate of choice was uh, Alabama Senator James Thomas Heflin. James Thomas, not Thomas James. So don't don't put me in the same camp as this guy. James. Are Thomas you Thomas Heflin. James? Yeah, I'm Thomas James. I didn't know you were this Thomas is, James. This is this is James. So you're Thomas basically Heflin. this guy. Uh, well, I'm not, because James but Thomas, because he- James Thomas <laughs> Heflin is also a Washington spokesman for the KKK. So basically. I can assure you, <laughs> I have never been. Look in our comment section below uh, to with the Southern sympathizers. I guarantee you, I have never been a spokesman for the KKK. So, uh, so this whole no, he hasn't he thing, hasn't worked his way up that high yet. He'll get yeah, there. His, one his day, brother, Tommy. One day, maybe his brotherly love thing has gone out the window with the whole I'm nominating a KKK. I'm going to support member. the KKK, and I also hate the Catholic Church. So that's so what the, he's yeah, basically yeah. Catholics and blacks out, done with yeah. them. Uh, uh, Jews out, done with them. Jews too, also. Man, yeah. this guy. Yeah. So who's he like? He like like. Uh, He's he's running. He likes the members of the he likes the members of the uh, you know the Aquarian Foundation. So needless to say, Heflin he he doesn't win. Uh, in fact, uh, his his third <laughs> party candidacy it. couldn't have gone any worse. It is described <laughs> as like like people like that were just you know that were in the election were like he couldn't have done worse if he tried. Like if he tried, so, right. he couldn't have gotten less interest. Okay, so this is the guy. This is the guy that uh, in the. Um, God, I don't even know. 2012 election or whatever uh, that had the the uh, the rain boot 
Uh, no, no, because because he did better. <laughs> like I would, I the rainbow you, hat dude. Did I, I guarantee you, rainbow boot <laughs> did better than this guy. I guarantee you, rainbow boot did better than this guy. Uh, but anyways, while on campaign, he would meet Myrtle uh, Baumgartner, uh, Gartner, uh, who uh, who was looking for answers because her husband was injured in an accident, oh. and you know she's now he's now kind of paralyzed. And he was a doctor, and he's like you know like that luster's gone now because he's paralyzed. And all. Right, like if, he's not making like my wife has told me. To. Like, yeah, my wife has told me flat out, like if I like lose a leg or something, she's like I'm, she's she's done with me. She's not. No, that's fair. That's fair. I've actually thought about this Which a is lot. Fair. It's fair that like if I became paralyzed or something else, I would want my uh my my wife to be like, all right, well he's basically dead, so I'm gonna go live a life instead of have to take care of this guy forever. Yep. Uh, yep. And yep, I'll yep. just I don't know drink uh, bleach or something. I don't know. What are you gonna do? So she's yeah she she's gonna move on and she's gonna find you know brother twelve and um you know. Nothing ever bad happens when you have an illicit affair with a cult leader. No. So they, uh, they 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 fall into an affair, and Brother Twelve convinces her that he was the reincarnate of none other than Osiris, and she was Isis, in, you know, reincarnate, and that their baby was going to be Horus, and he was going to rule the world and teach the world about the age of uh, Aquarius and 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 brotherly love, and we're going to bring the world together in all religions, minus the Jews and Catholics, and everything's going to be peaceful. And, Hunky Dory. How's he going to do that? That seems like a lot of work. And the communication back in the early 1900s was poor at best. Yeah. I mean, we have phones, but they're not great. I mean, yeah, not everybody. And, like, he's got to teach the whole world about he's gonna well, well his, their son horace he's gonna teach the whole world um uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and passing and the buck onto yeah, it looks it. like uh, it looks like the uh it looks like the uh the the prophecy is coming to for fruition here because uh because she, Myrtle does get pregnant on the train ride from Chicago back to uh, back to Cedar by the by the sea. How's that even um, work? Like that's crazy. Right? What a coincidence! That's crazy. How does when that you have happen? A lot of unprotected sex. Wait, the no, problem... really? How's that happen? <laughs> the problem is, uh, uh, well, the group of followers don't really like this because see, he has a wife at home, oh, and a right, lot of yeah. these followers are are rich, educated people who and are, a wife not at home, who are product, <laughs> you know, like by default Protestants. And they're um, like, we don't, we don't, we don't, that's not. They're not, they're not jiving cool with, with the whole, the whole affair uh, thing. polyamorous, polyamorous, whatever uh, relationship. But he says, no, 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 it's not sexual. Uh, it's, it's purely like spiritual. Uh, I am Osiris and like brother 12 told me brother 12 that I had to impregnate this woman. So it's not, it's, right, it's, it's, right. I'm, I'm not having any fun doing this. Trust right. Me. It's my spiritual penis inserting her spiritual vagina instead of an actual uh, intercourse happening. Yeah. Um, the problem right. is the, the group grew s s pretty skeptical when she had a miscarriage oh. uh, twice. So they're like, oh. if, if this was really uh, the plan. Yeah. This sounds like the opposite of the plan. It sounds like, and, uh, um, it sounds like the buddy Osiris was like, no, that's going to be the devil child. Y'all completely misrepresented yeah. what I told you. And I got to get rid of it. Yeah, they're like, if that baby is Horus, why the hell would Horus get the hell out of his human body before, you know? Yeah, he came to the earth. Before he, he could be even do body. anything. Like, yeah, that's... Uh, so needless to say, there was... That yeah, didn't happen argument. to Mary with Jesus. Uh, no, it did not. No, uh, no, perfect needless bird. to say... In a barn, nonetheless. Still healthy. Um, they're not jiving with him. Brother 12 uh, is actually also going to befriend a rich divorcee, a Mary Conley, who he does not have an affair with because okay, she's in her great. 60s. Oh. Uh, but uh, she but does rich. donate. 
but rich because she does donate $25,000 to the Aquarian Foundation. And, 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 uh, and well, that money gets misappropriated. Oh, so after that money gets misappropriated and the miscarriages, there's a lot of group members that are like, we're done with you. And they actually bring a lawsuit to him and bring him up on charges. Um, oh. So fun. Bad Myrtle cult leader sounds like. Yeah. Myrtle is going to go back to her uh, her husband and, and beg forgiveness, who promptly gives her some divorce papers. So she's, <laughs> I, I, she's I'm sorry, I brought you these divorce papers. That's what you asked for? No, you asked for forgiveness? I'm sorry, I misunderstood. No, no, anyway, no. here are these. Uh, thank here you for not uh, uh, coming back ever again and uh, have fun with your cult leader friend. So he is brought up on charges. The provincial government of British Columbia brings you know brings him in. Uh, uh, but in court, Mary Conley is going to testify that the money was a gift specifically to him and not the foundation. Uh, and so eventually the charges are kind of sort of dropped and everybody kind of sort of forgets about it. So basically um, it got into a, a tricky, hairy commun like court conversation where nobody really knew exactly how the money got transferred over. It wasn't allocated to a certain thing. And he just said, I considered it a gift, so it's mine. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and Brother 12 uh, is going to claim that he had divine intervention and made people forget their testimonies and faint on the stand. And so, like, that confused everything even more. And, yeah, it's a really weird... What? Uh, if I had more time, I think I would dive into the these court... <laughs> the court cases? That, I mean, that maybe might be... Maybe that's another episode. Maybe. But I'm, this we'll is see the how, overview. We'll this see how overview. low we get on all these, on, on our ideas. But, uh, yeah, the court readings from that might be pretty so, fascinating. Uh, after his falling out, he was able to gain a new band of followers and expand Again? the foundation. Yeah, another. He gets a whole new band of followers. I mean, when you got it, you got it, right? He, when you got it, he's he's charismatic. If nothing else, he's 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 you he's, know, got he's, he's got it. He's got it. He's got whatever it is. He has he, it. Yeah. Uh, he well expands equipped. his. He expands his foundation to two adjacent aisles of Valdez and De Corsi, which is right next to uh, the you know Cedar by the Sea, and he changes the name of the foundation to the Brothers Center. So, oh. okay, uh, now you have to now you have to actually be invited to join, and in order to join, you have to sell off all your worldly possessions, of change course. the currency, yes, change the currency to gold, and then uh, and then give it to him, you know, so the foundation can have money to build the new city on these. Uh, on these islands but i'm sorry um you can't go and spend gold well so so um, here's here's where so i'm glad you brought that up because at this point in time at least in the united states i'm not sure about canada but at least in the united states we were still what's on what's called a gold standard so right. changing yeah, money yeah, to yeah, gold yeah. was very easy you could take your 20 dollar uh, bill and change it in for a 20 dollar gold piece right and and that's what they did. They yes. changed her for gold coins, and uh, and then he took these gold coins and he but that put has them in, to be transferred back. If you uh, want to well, spend well, it, no, you could, no, you no. Back you then, could you could take it? that uh, twenty dollar gold coin and you could just and yeah, and that's spent like money. Yeah, yeah. So he took these gold coins and he put them in in, in in mason jars, and then he filled those mason jars with wax so the gold coins didn't jingle and jangle and then he constantly moved the the hoard of gold from like location to location to location because he didn't want people to steal his gold he's a leprechaun at this he's point. A, <laughs> he is a leprechaun <laughs> uh, ah, you'll never get me gold <laughs> <laughs> damn it johnny do that some more i love it you need to wear <laughs> no like, that's all i got that's you're, it. you're a perfect little leprechaun i, I would it. be a good leprechaun if only i could do oh man dude just you gotta you gotta wear <laughs> dance around and, yeah, you gotta like go out to St. Patty's Day and do that. I would be. I I do have the build and height for a leprechaun, or hobbitses. Oh, or hobbitses. That's why. I, yeah, that's Hobbit Mob. That's my uh, given name. 
Now, uh, now, why at this point you might be asking for the second group? Why would people follow this guy? Because at this point, it's like he's already been again. accused of money laundering. Why would people follow him again? I, well, I just assumed well, they didn't know about that. Possibly, uh, he does accurately predict the stock market crash in 1929, and people panicked and they're like, "Oh my God, this guy knew what this guy predicted it, so he must be a divine entity." In what Although, way? Like. Although, like, no, he he predicted, like, in the the, the 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 stock market was on a bubble, it was inflated wealth, and it was going to collapse and crush the society. In which, 1929. Yeah, yeah. He said it that happened. it was going to happen in 1929. Well, I don't, I know, but he, but the Because thing is, anybody really can say the stock market's on a bubble, it's going to crash anytime it starts going up. And we'll pay attention when they're right, uh, but we're going to discount it every wrong. other time. It doesn't matter because there was a ton of economists that were saying that. Like, right, yeah. yeah. Nobody People, should have been surprised was at the 1929 collapse. No. It should not have been, no. No, it's just like, it's just like the more recent... Uh, 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 um, GameStop? Thank you for bringing that up because I was talking about... The, well, so I was talking about like, you know, when hedge funds went off and started uh, short-selling stocks beyond the stocks that are available, like a yeah. stock is now over 100% shorted. It doesn't take a genius to go, well, what if we... Yeah. What if we just buy that stock and let's ramp it up, buddy? Ramp it up. No, what and it that's takes what is a redditor. <laughs> it does. It <laughs> does. So he's so he's a redditor. That's why he's right, he's okay. he's a redditor. So that's why he's got a following. That's why he's got a following. He's an early redditor before Reddit was a thing. Now, uh, if you know Egyptian mythology, you know that Osiris had two lovers, not just one. He had Isis and the evil she woman devil that drug him into hell, Nephthys. Oh, Nephthys. Why, leave her out then. Yeah. Like if if you're gonna relive his life. I just do the first one, but he doesn't because ah. what happens is one of these new <laughs> one of these new members is Edith Mabel Scotoi S K O Scotoi. There you go. I actually think that it is, but she calls herself Mabel Z because retards like me who can't pronounce her back, you know, her last name. So uh, she's going to arrive with her mistress Roger Painter, the poultry king of Florida. What the poultry king of Florida? Of Florida. The poultry a poultry king of Florida. Is Florida brings, a big poultry state? I, I don't know, but he's the poultry king of Florida. And he's going to bring with him $90,000 and his mistress, Mabel Z. And he gets the title Brother Nine because Wait. he brought $90,000, so you get the title Brother Nine. But he's going from Brother Twelve back. Like, so it's like I, more I think, ancient, so shouldn't he have more say? I think this is I think this is like the opposite where like the higher like this is baseball so mm. like the higher score wins. Maybe. All right, all know. right. For my baseball photography folks out there, it's the Canon uh, DSLR series where the Canon, you know, they have the their 600D, which is their like Rebel line, and they got like the 90D, and then they have the seven, and then five, and then one, and so the lower it gets, the better it gets. So it's like that. No, no, this is the opposite of that. The the, the higher, higher it gets, the better. Yeah, yeah. The higher number, the better. So he's brother twelve. He's this still ahead. This is all very confusing, Tom. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, John. You've been drinking. I know. I apologize. But anyways, uh, unfortunately, brother twelve does not be very brotherly to brother nine because Mabel and uh, brother twelve start to have an affair and would be married, on. married, and and change their names to Emil de Valdez and Zura de Valdez in March 1931. So, okay, quick question. So when these, I imagine this was a cult marriage. And yes. they cult yeah. married yeah. in the states like oh, whatever. I don't care about that. I'm not paying attention to it. Uh, and then they also change their names. I'm guessing during the same ceremony. So this is all. It's all uh, in the eyes of uh, perhaps the government who issues social security cards and names and birth certificates and things. They're playing make believe, right? 
yeah, they're, they're, they're playing a little bit of make-believe here. Um, <laughs> so they get their area, they change their damn names, and, uh, and she starts taking over the day-to-day -day running of the colony, and Brother 12 would take a trip to England. While she's running the day-to-day -day colony, she's a little bit of um, a pre-Hitler, so Ooh. she's... Uh, She's she's very demanding and treats the the followers like slaves who grad you know gladly are like this is just a test of my faith so that, I must right. do it yeah of course yeah yep yeah not great and, uh, so what I mean what, she got power hungry she got power, power hungry. Trip. Uh, and when he uh, when he comes back from his trip from England, he's a little bit paranoid of the provincial government, and uh, he thinks that they're kind of after him. So he literally spends money and time building artillery bunkers on these islands and created gun manufacturing facilities on the island to like stockpile weapons against the provincial government that he's afraid is going to come and shut them down or kill them or something like like bunkers <laughs> that he is building that he makes the women and children like constantly man and patrol these bunkers of artillery because, positions. And he has the money to do this because everybody just sold all their shit. Gave him his gold, yeah. Him. And that's it. So he's just got unlimited funds, uh, probably mental illness. Uh, he's been a little bit crazy for his entire life. He's, he's probably got races. schizophrenia. Yeah. And now he's just been given basically unlimited money uh uh, yeah, to do My what he God. wants. Yeah, to do what he wants. And what he wants to do yep. is build bunkers to protect from people that might attack him, like a crazy schizophrenic might. And he lets, you know, he lets Mabel rule with an iron fist, and he follows that rule with an iron fist. So, like, again, they're they're treating their colonists like it slaves. Like, like, it sounds like they're Mabel, the ones uh, building the bunkers. They're the ones making the guns. They're, like, he's not got his hands dirty. We're, we're talking about this dude a little bit. Uh, we, we might need to do a sidetrack on Mabel because, <laughs> uh, you know, they, they say like behind every strong man is a is strong it, woman or whatever. A but stronger really, woman in this case? In, I think in a lot of cases, it's uh, the, the strong he, men are kind of propelled and pushed up by this small. By this, by this yeah, in this woman. in this particular case, he's 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 up to this point before Mabel comes in. He's relatively harmless. Yeah, no, she be like it, she came it, in. She comes in now, like we're treating the people like shit. So, yeah. uh, if yeah. you haven't seen, um, uh, uh, oh, damn it. You're going to cut this out. Cause I forgot it. Uh, Gallivant, Gallivant on Netflix. Uh, the, yes. Oh God. I love Gallivant. So watch Gallivant. First of all, it's great. Uh, but it second of all, there's, uh, the, the woman in it, uh, she marries a King and then basically takes over. It is running everything. And so that's basically what's happening with Mabel. Is. Yes, yeah, that she's is, in that charge, is. and he's just like, well, I guess I don't know. She was that's what she said. I like her, <laughs> she's great. <laughs> Let's keep doing now. It. First hand accounts, uh, from, from members of the group say that Mabel was very cold, um, which, <laughs> yeah, yeah obviously, <laughs> uh, and that they felt that like she took advantage of Brother 12, and they thought he was either on, like she got him on drugs, or they thought it like, could have been mental illness. I'm gonna go ahead and say he, he was crazy. It's mental illness. He was yeah. crazy. He was he was hallucinating things. He was a little, and yeah. like it just it was maybe syphilis because syphilis will make you do that. So maybe he got syphilis maybe, from an early also, age. Maybe, but also a lot. He of was twelve at of, sea. Yeah, a lot of mental illnesses uh, can make people pretty easy to manipulate if you know how to manipulate somebody with that you know with with particular. Uh, ticks, whatever that, whatever they got going on. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah she, exactly. She, she was just a manipulative person that found him and was just like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna, he can, I can make him do whatever I want, basically. 
But by 1932, the group was like, yeah, we had enough of this. Uh, Mary Connolly, you remember her, the, the, the $25,000 donator and savior uh, of him in his yeah. first court trial, and an Alfred yeah. Barley, they were like, yeah, mm, we, they're kind of co-founders, and they're like, yeah, we don't... Mm, you're you're going off the deep end, bud. So they moved back to uh, Cedar by the Sea, formed their own new brother... 12 religion and and denounced brother 12 they said brother 12 is out of here we're going to go with his original teachings of the aquarian foundation and and herein lies their very first goal of bringing all the religions together (laughs) (laughs) they literally tried that and then what happened was a couple of years later they're like, ah, we gotta split into two different religions, and then they and then they split. It's just crazy. Um, so, uh, the, but Brother Twelve's increasing insanity and Mabel Z's tyrannical rule continued, and and at, at some point, it was the breaking point for Connolly and Alfred Barley, who attempted to recoup their money that they gave him uh, uh, by bringing hmm. up a new lawsuit that they would file. So uh, they gave him the goes- money. It all goes all right, ju- if this right. goes to Judge Judy, Judge Judy's saying, don't be such an idiot. Don't give him your money. Right. What are you doing? Well, the court hearing is going to be held in that city I can't pronounce. Na na no me. Na no me. In 1933, in what is described as one of the strangest cases in Canadian law, where the court of law heard testimony about how Brother 12 tried to kill his enemies and government officials with black magic. Like, you had a serious court of law that had to hear some... Well, he had this voodoo doll, and he was poking it, and and he thought it would work, and we thought it would work, so it's attempted murder, right? I mean, this is me. This is if I were to draw a uh, a satanic circle in the middle of my garage floor and be like, I'm going to murder so-and-so, just threw down a doll. That's what they were doing. You had an ex-girlfriend that did that to you once, didn't she? Uh, She didn't want to kill me, Tom. It was a love spell. Oh, I'm sorry. It was a love spell. Try to get your back. Did it work? It didn't. No, it didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) She must not have been powerful enough or must not have wanted it. She was a young witch. You know, give her a break. Young witch, yeah. We'll give her a break. Uh, The court would actually rule in favor of the plaintiffs, but it meant absolutely nothing as Brother 12 and Mabel fled the country uh, with all their gold. They're waxed up gold. They're waxed up gold. Uh, Brother 12 was able to escape process servers for years by living under the name Julian Churchon uh, Scotoe in, uh, in in Devonshire, England. Yeah, that's how you get away. You get a name like that. Which is hilarious because he took the last name of Mabel's husband, whom she abandoned. Right. So, yeah, good, 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 good on you guys, I guess. I don't know. It's hard to come up with names. It is. Uh, now, the couple would aw- arrive in Switzerland in 1934 to seek oh. medical help for Brother 12 because... Um, scurvy again. Scurvy again. Uh, they would seek help from Dr. Roger Schmidt. Now, Dr. Roger Schmidt was actually a former member of the colony and was... What? Uh, yeah, yeah. And he was what unable... world. <laughs> he's unable to uh, to help, uh, you know, Brother 12. <laughs> and Brother 12 is going to die... <laughs> Brother 12 is going to die on November 7th, 1934 in Switzerland. At least that's what the death certificate that Brother 12, you know, not Brother 12, but Dr. Schmidt wrote said. Uh, But there was actually a credible sighting of Brother 12 in San Francisco in 1937. So we don't know for sure if Brother 12 died in Switzerland. They made up a death certificate. Death certificate said. Or if he still lived for a few more years. We actually don't really know what, what, 
ultimately befell Mabel or Brother 12. I mean, at the end of the day, it sounds like they, they had a hack doctor from Sweden or wherever. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I said, or whatever. So it, it One of those Nordic it, countries. Uh, yeah, the, Swi- the Swedes, well, whatever. They had mountains. Uh, it sounds <laughs> like he, he, he paid off one of them to... To uh, write like a death your... certificate for him, so he I could like, just that's... go do whatever he wanted with his gold that with he had gold, in yeah, wax has... mason jars <laughs> in case. Ah, could you imagine getting that gold out though? What a pain! Yeah, it's gonna yeah. <laughs> a lot of hot just water. It, just just take well, I what you take the pot and you just put it maybe on the stove and just let it heat up that way and no, then just dump n- it out. Not... But still, it's gonna have wax. Guys, on don't it. put it directly on the stove. Put water in a pot. And then, and then that in. inside of the water. That for everybody at home, if you want to get your gold out of wax, that's what to do. So that's uh, the way to do it. There's your helpful tip for the day. Uh, <laughs> super relatable so too, because I'm sure a lot of our watchers have uh, <laughs> waxed of gold. up gold. Um, <laughs> so uh, that's that's the story of Brother Twelve. Uh, not not quite nearly as bad as cult leaders like you know Waco, but it, still nonetheless a very Canadian odd, just odd. Not evil. No, Nobody just, died. Uh, a little bit greedy. No, a little bit. No mass suicide. Yeah, less killing than most American cults, which is nice. Yeah, it's nice. It's uh, nice. Less polygamy also than most. Yeah, just some, little, some yeah, polygamy. Just some, but not a lot, no. But not, mo- not, a, not a ton of it. So not bad. Yeah. That's it for this week in Historic Hindsight. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and join us next week when we talk about well-hung Russians. <laughs>